welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a former teacher turned entrepreneur here to help you navigate the messiness of mom life and biz life. Each week, my guests and I will share our experiences, insights, and tips to help you move your business from survival mode to success mode. So grab your favorite drink and let's dive in because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome to episode 161 of the Girl Means Business podcast. Now, before I get into today's topic, I want to stop for a moment because it occurred to me the other day that I completely overlooked a milestone in this podcast life um, that I completely just forgot about. And that is that about four or five weeks ago, we celebrated three years of the Girl Means Business podcast. That kind of blows my mind that for three years, I have been putting out consistently every week episodes of this podcast, and that consistently every week, those of you listening show up, you download, you message me, you are listening and commenting and sharing, and I absolutely love it. I want to say thank you so much for being here on this journey, whether it's been for the entire three years or more recently. I really appreciate your support. I appreciate you showing up each week and giving me feedback on these episodes because I create this content for you and I want to make sure that I'm creating content that you really love and enjoy. And so I'm going to take a lesson out of my own book that I teach and preach on, which is to stop and celebrate these little wins and these milestones. I completely forgot to do that a couple weeks ago, so I'm stopping today, I'm pausing, and I'm taking a moment to really celebrate this journey that I have been on, that you and I have been on together for the last three years here with the Girl Means Business Podcast. So thank you and happy belated birthday, podcast birthday here at GMB. Okay, so speaking of content, that leads me into our episode topic for today. Creating content that you enjoy, that doesn't feel like a chore, and that your audience really loves. That's kind of the magic sweet spot everybody's hoping to get to. But one of the questions I get asked a lot when it comes to my coaching clients, I see it on social media, people respond to my emails asking questions is, I don't know what to say. That's kind of typically how it's worded. I don't know what to say, which ultimately means I don't know what type of content I should be creating for my audience. So today, I want to share sort of three tips for creating content that your audience is really going to love and that you're going to feel confident about creating because nothing feels more frustrating than sitting down to create content and staring at a blank screen or staring at that blinking cursor blinking back at you going, what are you going to say? And you have no idea. So I want to give three tips today. These are kind of three more conceptual tips. These are things that are going to help you to really have a foundational understanding of what you need to be creating. Now, side note, I am getting ready to launch a new product that is going to help you with content creation. So if you're listening to this episode or you saw the title of the episode and you're like, yes, give me all the content tips, then you are going to want to sign up for Content Camp. So Content Camp is going to be sort of a 
mini training, a mini course on how to create content and how to collect content ideas so that you always have a bank of content ready to go that you know your audience is really gonna love. So I'm still working on all the final details, but you can head over to girlmeansbusiness.com slash camp and sign up for the wait list. You will get early access to, to join content camp as well as discounted pricing. So make sure you go and join that wait list. Link is down in the show notes. Once again, that is girlmeansbusiness.com slash camp. All right, so let's get into our three tips. And we're gonna start with number one, which number one is what is your core content type? So what is that sort of foundational piece of content that you want to drive your audience to? So this could mean that it is, for example, with mine, it's the podcast. A lot of what I do all comes back to the podcast. This is where I create kind of my longer format content, and then I take that content and I use it in other places, which we'll talk about in a second. But it could be podcast, it could be a blog, it could be a YouTube channel, it could be social media, but you need to figure out what is it in your business that is your core piece of content. And then you create specifically for that core content. So you're not trying to create something for your podcast then something else for your blog and then something else for social media and then a separate video for YouTube. You are creating specifically for that core piece of content, everything else branches off of that. So I'll give you another example. A couple of episodes back, episode 157, I did a whole episode on Instagram updates that you should be paying attention to. So that was my core piece of content was that podcast episode. I put all of my best advice, all of the tips, all of the updates, everything I wanted people to know into that episode. From there, I was able to take that same idea and create a blog post. And then I took the same information and I was able to break it up into multiple social media posts, whether it was carousels or carousel posts, reels or static images or stories on my Instagram. But it all stemmed from that one piece of content. So tip number one is to decide what your core piece of content is going to be, your core content type, and then let everything else kind of branch off of that but you have a focus. So instead of trying to create for all these different platforms and all these different ideas, you have a focus of where your content is going and everything else sort of, like I said, can stem off of there, or you can just have that be your sole focus for content. All right, so tip number two is, okay, now you know your core content, but what do you put there? Like, that's great, Kendra, I have a podcast or I have a blog, but what do I put in my blog? That's what I'm here to learn about. Okay, so tip number two is to do research. You have to create content that your audience is interested in that's going to help them in some form or fashion, whether it is sharing tips or learning, teaching them how to do something, a how-to or behind the scenes or informational content. It all has to stem from your audience. One of the biggest mistakes I see content creators and business owners making is they create content based on what they want to know or what they're interested in or what they think their audience wants. And then they get frustrated when it kind of falls flat. And so this is where it's important to always kind of have your finger on the pulse of what your audience needs and wants and is asking for. So how do you do that? 
there's a couple of different ways you can do this. And one is to look at what you already know about your audience. What are some of the frequently asked questions that come up when you're talking to clients, when you're scheduling out client calls or when you're booking sessions with your clients or your clients are inquiring about purchasing products or services from you? What are the questions that come up over and over and over again? Those are great content topics. So you want to keep track of those. Have somewhere that you're putting these ideas down, whether it's a notebook, a document on your desktop or a spreadsheet. Always be keeping track of the questions people ask you. Because what we think makes sense to us in our mind, in our own little industry, in our own world, doesn't always make sense to our clients. So we need to be listening to what it is that they're coming back and asking us questions for. A great example of this is in photography. I would get almost all of my clients would ask me kind of similar questions at the beginning phase of booking their session. And a lot of it was around locations. You know, whether it was the studio they would come to, they would ask questions about, well, what's included with the studio? What kind of, you know, what is it white walls? Is there furniture? Like, what should I be prepared for? Because while it made sense in my mind, I knew exactly what that studio space looked like. They had no idea. And same thing with on-location places. They would be asking questions about like, well, you know, what kind of setting is it? And what about parking? And what should I bring with me? Should I wear my heels? Should I bring flats to walk in to the location and put heels on when I get there? There were all of these things that were going through their mind that to me, again, made sense because I've done this a million times. But to the client who is brand new to this or is fairly new to this, it was a valid question they were asking. So listening to those questions, turning that into content pieces that you can then educate your clients on so that instead of having to respond all the time to those questions, you can direct them to go listen to this podcast episode or go read this blog post or, hey, I talked about this in the social media post, go you know, send them a link to it. So always kind of understanding what they're wanting. Now, other ways that you can find this out, especially if you are really new to business, you don't have a ton of clients or you haven't had a lot of questions coming in from clients is to kind of crowdsource this, this information. You can post polls and questions onto your Instagram or Facebook stories. You can ask questions, you know, in, on Facebook with polls or just ask questions in groups. Um, if you have a Facebook group, ask them, send out emails, do an email, you know, like a, a Google Forms kind of questionnaire. So polling and asking your current audience is a great way. Another thing you can do is go into Facebook groups where your ideal audience is existing. So if you are, let's say moms, you're primarily focusing on parents, you want to go into like maybe local moms groups or you know, other Facebook groups where moms are hanging out and you want to see what kinds of questions are people asking. So for example, I go into a lot of Facebook groups that are for women business owners, since that's who my audience primarily is. And I will pay attention to the questions they are asking. So this is where I say, when I say things like, I see this question a lot, a lot of times it's because I'm seeing it asked by other people inside of these community groups. So while they may not be asking me directly, I know that it's a question my audience is interested in because I'm seeing them talk about it inside of these other groups. I can also go into Instagram and I will go on to, you know, bigger accounts who have lots of engagement and I'll read through the comments and I'll see where they're asking things in the comments to clarify something they said or a follow-up question to the, the content that was posted. And it will give me ideas on 
okay, well, if they're asking this question, that must mean, and there's multiple people asking it, then that's obviously a question that people are interested in. I'm going to take note of that, put it in my content list ideas, and use that in a future piece of my core content. So there's lots of ways you can gather this information. The key is that you know what your audience really needs and what their pain points really are. This is a key part. You have to know your ideal audience really well. If you know your target audience are corporate professionals with a nine to five office job, then you're probably not going to want to create content around how to create a balanced work from home schedule with kids because that's not a problem or a pain point that they're struggling with. So you want to make sure you really understand your audience, you really understand what questions they have, what pain points they have, what are they struggling with that you can help them with even before they maybe even know that it's a struggle or a problem that they want to solve. So you have to get into the mindset of your audience so that you can create content ideas that are going to help them because that is the key. That's what keeps people coming back. This podcast is an example. There are some of you who have listened to this podcast since it started. And what brings you coming back is that I'm consistently providing value, whether it is my guests sharing tips or advice, it's myself, it is someone sharing their story. Something about this podcast has resonated with you and where you are in your life. And that's what keeps you coming back. If I wasn't doing that, if I wasn't solving a problem for you, you would probably find somewhere else to go and not come back to this episode or this this show. And so you want to make sure that you're always kind of getting into the brain of your audience so that when they see your content, they go, oh my gosh, that was so helpful. They click follow because they want more or they download it or they you know add it to their list of things that they come back and check every so often. So tip number one was to figure out your core content type. Tip number two was to really get into the mind of your audience and create content around their pain points, not what you want to create, not the type of content that you think they want, but the ones that they're kind of asking you for in various ways. And then tip number three is to create content that you would want to consume. Now, I know this sounds like you're like, Kendra, you just told me to take myself out of it and create for my audience. I get that. But what I'm saying here is I want you to look at your content in quality versus quantity. Now, I know if you follow some Instagram experts and content creation experts on social media or online, they're going to tell you differently. They're going to say, just put out content, consistent content every day, all day, all the time. And in some cases, like I can see how that's helpful if you have the time and the bandwidth to do that. However, if you are someone who I think this describes a lot of you listening, you're in the place in your life where like, I don't have time to be creating three pieces of content every single day or even one piece of content every single day. I'm busy. I've got kids. I've got life. I'm trying to run a business. I can't spend all my time in content creation mode. Then I want you to focus on quality content over quantity of content. I want you to create a content schedule that works for you. So that might mean you post Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or maybe you put out content once a week because it's a podcast or a YouTube video, or you're blogging twice a week, whatever works for you, create that schedule and then focus on creating quality content. So I want you to think about as a content consumer, what do you look for in good content? 
So a lot of times we kind of mindlessly scroll social media. We mindlessly check our emails. We mindlessly listen to podcasts as we're walking or we're doing whatever. And so I want you to really start to pay attention to what type of content do you value? What type of content grabs your attention and why? So why do you come back to this podcast each week? Why do you open that email from that expert in some niche? Why do you follow this person on social media? Why do you scroll through Instagram and you stop on that post or that reel or that story? I want you to actively spend some time thinking about the content that you consume that gets you excited, that makes you feel good. It doesn't have to be in your same niche. In fact, it's better if it's not in your niche. But what is it that makes you come back to that content every single time? And then take that, those answers you come up with, and implement that into your own content. So I'll give you an example. In my inbox, there are certain people whose emails I open every single time. And I never really took time to think about why. But there was just, when I saw that person's name pop into my inbox, every time I would open it up and I would read through their email. And it wasn't always a short email. Sometimes it was a little bit longer. And so I stopped and I made myself really look at what is it about these emails that draws me in? Because this isn't somebody that I necessarily follow really closely on social media. I've never really bought anything from them, but I really enjoy their emails. Why is that? And it occurred to me that it's because they use storytelling strategies. Every email starts off with this really engaging story to where I want to know what happened, what happened in this day in her life, what happened on this trip she went on, what happened when she had this incident in her business or whatever the story is about. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's more serious, sometimes it's a life lesson, but it's always told in a really captivating, engaging way. And I was able to recognize that that was a feature of this person's content that I really enjoyed. And I wanted to learn how to implement more of that into my own email marketing and social media strategy and podcasting. And so I've been learning more and more about storytelling and how to incorporate that in there. But had I not stopped and taken time to really look at what is it that I'm enjoying as a consumer and why... And how can I implement it into my own content? I never would have probably recognized that that was something that I valued as a consumer. So I want you to take time to look at the content you're consuming on a regular basis. Ask yourself, why is that something I really enjoy? It could be something as simple as I really love the colors that they put in their post, or I really love the upbeat feeling I get, or it's always really happy, or it always makes me like get excited about something. What is the feeling you get? What is it that causes you to feel that way? And then how can you transfer that to your own content? So those are your three tips to get you started. I'll recap them really quickly. Tip one was know your core content type and really focus in on that so you're not trying to spread yourself too thin over multiple content pieces. Number two was get into the mindset of your audience, what pain points do they have, what are their struggles, and how can you help solve that through your content. And step three or tip three was how can you create content that you would want to consume? how to take quality over quantity, and how to set yourself into the the perspective and the role of a consumer so that you can figure out what is it that you're consuming that you can then translate into your own content.
So hopefully that gives you some tips to kind of get the ball rolling, get you on the right track for creating quality content your audience is going to love and that you're going to be excited to create. And if you found this episode really helpful, I highly encourage you to go and sign up for content camp. Just head to girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash camp. It is going to be so much fun. I'm going to be diving into all of my strategies that I use for creating a content bank. So I always have resources and information and ideas ready to go, how I quickly and easily create visual content, um, podcast content, all the things. So if you are really ready to dive into learning how to create great content for your audience, then make sure you get signed up for content camp. Again, that's girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash camp. Thank you guys so much for being here and I will see you again next week. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at Girl Means Business. Send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or any of the past episodes you've listened to. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and post it to your stories, tagging at Girl Means Business, and I'll give you a shout out on my page. I love connecting with you and hearing all about your business and can't wait to get to know you more. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will meet you back here next week, same time, same place.